0: It's a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and it is time to get riled up on the Cowboys with your man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White, at rw 3 on Twitter. You can find him at TomRyleBTB, and, of course, you can get all the great content on Twitter from the guys at Blogging the Boys at bloggingtheboys and bloggingtheboys.com, powered by our friends at SB Nation. And, Tom, um, I really think this is where you were in your keep. Today, for to this podcast <laughs> and what we've got planned for folks, we are one week away from the Cowboys touching down in Oxnard and Jerry <laughs> saying it in that oh so beloved way, at least for the locals, right? They get a thrill out of it. You should see them, man. They get a kick out of Jerry calling it Oxnard. But when they do that, right, that is going to kick off a flurry, Tom. And that flurry will consist of a lot of players in the best shape of their lives, guys being utilized in unique and unusual ways, perhaps ways we haven't seen before. You could say there might be a lot of fluff there, right? There might be a lot of of hype involved in the next couple of weeks. And so Tom, as he is so riled up to do, um so perfectly named to do exactly what he's going to do in this podcast you know tom looks at it from a different perspective and for those of you that think the hype train is going to wear you out well you need to take a step back from this thing take a bird's eye view and and take a listen and tom i'm going to be fair in this right i want to say before you get going on the things that you are unhappy with with the cowboys i'm going to argue about whether or not they can address them before the regular season gets going
1: well okay um and i probably am not going to be giving you much of an argument about some of that stuff either but uh uh if 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 you're going where i think you are but just, just to set the tone if you've been paying attention on social media if you're on twitter You'll notice there are a lot of people who are uneasy about the Cowboys. They feel more uncertainty about the team. Uh, There's almost an apathy about the team uh, because they felt the approach during the offseason of the team was apathetic in itself.
0: Yeah, shafted in the Madden ratings, Tom. That's what I saw on social media. Yeah, I don't. I just try
1: to gloss through that stuff. I'm. Yep. I'm. By good the way,
0: like Micah Parsons is advertising the video game. He is being paid by Madden to advertise the video game. So don't be upset about his 88 rating.
1: You yeah, well, that. yeah, he'd much rather see the the zero zeros in the, in the bank account. That's the truth. Bingo. Uh, but. The problem, as I put it in the title of the article that will get linked with this, the problem is the Cowboys have so many problems that they have to fix for the uh, regular season. And just looking at it from a numbers viewpoint, there's so many of them, they're not all going to get fixed. Uh, It would be near miraculous for everything to fall into place for the Cowboys. And one, probably more than one of the problems, if you break it out into the little sub issues are going to linger or just in at least one or two cases crop up at some point. And the Cowboys are going to have to deal with that. People that are thinking this team is going to come out on fire and all that stuff, you know, they have, of created a, a little bit of a mess for themselves some of their personnel decisions um or the personnel that they had last year weren't all that anyway and now they've got to go back and try to reattempt to fix it which uh in one case you can certainly make the argument and they're apparently internally making the same argument about a couple of the other decisions so i just look at all this and i'm like we don't need to get hyped up we need to be T- turning a critical eye onto what's happening and don't read too much into wow uh, you know Ty Freifogel just is blowing everything away at camp come on it's camp he's probably playing against third stringers most of the time just wait and see what is this team is gelling pay attention to the people that take, cast an analytical eye to things you know like know, Bob Stern and, you know, uh, Brian brought us, uh, Dave Hellman is now writing for Fox sports. These tend to tell us more factual information. And if they are talking about concerns, then you should give those concerns weight. And Right now, they're all talking about the concerns. And I just kind of went through and was, was looking at this because I just don't buy all of this stuff. You know, uh, just to sum up real quick, they came into the season with four significant holes from last year. Uh, they messed up on Randy Gregory's resigning, traded Amari Cooper away, released Lale Collins and did not attempt to resign Connor Williams four starters from last year hmm. And everybody's just assuming they've got all this fixed well no and those are just the beginning of the problems uh, so if you want want we just go into a, a breakdown of some of the individual things and what they're facing right now?
0: Well I'll start or do with you want the to offensive. stop and say something. Well I'll start with the offensive line because I think like what we're I mean, what we're kind of going through here and I think what you're describing is that the Cowboys are going into this season with multiple Achilles heels in Mm -hmm. that if they get struck in this way, it could be curtains. It could be night night for the whole thing. And that's kind of along the same lines that I tend to agree with when I look at the offensive line specifically, because. The things that we know are that Tyron Smith won't play a full season because he hasn't Mm -hmm. for seven straight years. I do feel confident that Zach Martin will be out there, but we don't necessarily know he's going to be out there for 17 games because he's missed some time in the past. And the rest of it are literally question marks, right? I could talk you up or down on Tyler Biotish, and we have no idea – what Tyler Smith is going to be, right?
1: And and we're putting an awful lot of faith in Terrence Steele to be able to to hold down right tackle. and You know, he's, he's a weird little complication because he was a great swing tackle, but we can't use him as that anymore because he's a starting right tackle. So there's varying degrees of worry about Four of the five offensive line, and and just to, if you look at the list as a whole, teams are going to have things go wrong. You can weather one thing going bad if you've got the right coaching. Maybe that's an inaccurate assumption about the Cowboys because sometimes they haven't adapted well to adversity. But you can usually handle one thing. A couple of things you might still be able to get around.
0: Of those but when five you start. Lines. Of those five linemen, who's the one that if you lost him, you'd feel least uncomfortable?
1: Least uncomfortable?
0: Right? The one, if you lost him, you'd be like, all right, I mean, we may not be able to replace him, but that's the one that we could afford to lose of the five.
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity V-A-N-29.com.
1: I hate to say it, but probably Tyler Smith. Because they've got something in Connor McGovern. I don't know that he is ever going to be the guy you want to start, but I think if he had to be the starter, and. Don't be confident that they're going to roll Tyler Smith out as a starter week one.
0: Uh, oh, they have exp- to, Tom. They have to, right? This is the Dallas Cowboys. You don't take yeah. players in the first round and not play them week one.
1: Yeah, well, don't expect – I guarantee, I just about say that they're certainly going to, let, to have him in, with the second string, the first rep or two of training camp. Uh, they're going to put McGovern in there just to get things in and to wait to give to to look and see if Tyler Smith has his assignments down and if he's really ready to go at that part. Um, Agreed on
0: that. Uh, Cowboys yeah. offensive line one problem. In Actually,
1: it's re- I think it's really about two problems. I, I don't think it's going to be all four of them going to be an issue, but I think they're going to be dealing with two of these things at some point during the, the, uh, the season. And I know everyone's really hyped about Tyler Smith, you know, from that football powerhouse in Tulsa. Uh, I'm just not sure he's going to be as ready to go as everyone seems to think he is. I think he's got the skill set to be a really good guard, but I'm not sure he's going to be that, or especially early on his rookie season. Uh, and it may be a year before he really hits his stride. Uh, and, I, you know, I know people are out there going like, boo, hiss, don't be so negative. Okay. The wild optimism hasn't worked out for years now. So I'm putting on my curmudgeon hat. We're going to roll with, with – taking a look at some of the other problems.
0: You've got a better go. chance of being right than the optimists have.
1: If hey, history
0: if, has shown us anything, having said you, that, right, you'll reserve the right hey, to change your mind if you see something that's worth changing your mind.
1: Re- remember one other thing. If you're going to declare whether an NFL team is going to have success, ultimate success this year or not, you've only got one shot out of 32 of being right. So, you know, things go wrong all over the league. Uh, you know, obviously the next problem that I think everyone's kind of aware of is who's going to be lining up at wide receiver with CD Lamb. Uh you know, CDM's clearly the wide receiver one for the team. Uh, there's an argument made that he actually had slid into that role late last season as the kind of dissatisfaction with Amari Cooper uh, blossomed between, with the, on the staff. And I think he's going to actually have a very good year because wide receivers often peak in their third year. Hey, it's CD's third year, so that's a good thing. They're going to need that because – Tell me with some any certainty at all who's lining up uh, behind him uh, on merit. You know, you know they're gonna roll Jalen Tolbert out there as no worse than the wide receiver three to start the season. The problem is, is he really the guy that is he really gonna earn it? We're gonna have to find out. Michael Gallup is a question mark that you know, there's still people that are saying he may. Make it back faster than we think, but I'm, you know, I've seen, you know, we've seen it go both ways. We've seen players come back quick with the Cowboys. We've also seen players that just like, what's wrong? Why aren't they getting back on the field yet? I, I'm just expecting that Gallup is going to miss a handful of games to start the season. So your wide receiver two for the, from last year, uh, that you expected to be the wide receiver to from last year, is going to be out for a
0: while. Out early.
1: That's the best guess. So you've got a rookie in Jalen Tolbert. Now, he, he had a really great college career at South Alabama. And, no, that's not part of the uh, campus at Tuscaloosa. That is a little school in Alabama. So he's making a hugely to come into the nfl and you would have to expect it would only be justice to give the guy uh, a little bit of time to to make the adjustment and get ready um then after him i mean what have you got they signed james washington who is was not the best option available and now He's not, but in. i
0: i mean i think people are gonna see so people are going to see more in James Washington than what he's shown uh, I'm gonna put a stamp of approval on the James Washington signing and I'll okay. I'll bite that bullet right I'll take that bullet if I'm wrong but I think James Washington in a pinch is capable of being that number two for the short period of time that they're gonna need it right yeah. to get Jalen Tolbert acclimated but that might take a couple of games well if James Washington is the two for three two to three games, and then Tolbert emerges, finds himself in, with an opportunity with having a little bit of pressure taken off of him early on, right, and maybe finding some ability to get free or or get involved, I think there's a good chance that they can weather the storm without Michael Gallup. Really, what that one comes down to, and, you know, I don't want to step on your next point, but it will kind of lead into it. What that comes down to for me is, is Dak Prescott – the guy at quarterback in terms yes. of a passer. And I believe that he is. You believe that he is. You and I both yes. have spoken about what we think of Dak Prescott and how we believe he can be the guy that leads this team to a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I believe he's capable of that. And if I believe he's capable of that, don't I kind of have to believe? That he's capable of elevating lesser wide receivers who, quite frankly, in James Washington's case, was playing with with a completely washed arm in Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, right, in the years that he spent in Pittsburgh. So if Dak Prescott is the guy that I think he is, and quite frankly, that you think he is, Tom, he should be able to elevate some of these guys and their play. Is that an unfair statement?
1: Well, it depends. Is he having to run for his life behind the offensive line? See how if these things is, kind of together? You're,
0: you're right. Yeah. That, it does depend on that. I agree that it depends on that. Let me say no. Let me say no, he's not having to run for his life.
1: Okay. Then add in, is Kellen Moore helping with the situation? Is he using Tony Pollard creati- creatively to maybe fill in some of that gap that we might have and the the talent level we want and the talent level they have at wide receiver. Is he maybe finding out if we can run some two tight end sets as passing formations? You know, let's go with some, some routes that, that, uh, use big bodies to an advantage. Uh, you know, and, and maybe Noah Brown, suddenly turn into something you know we don't know maybe one of those udfas is going to catch fire the problem is that's a lot of questions and this may this may be a kind of a thing where the 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 pecking order changes quite a bit through the first few weeks of the season till they can really figure out what they have um it'll be interesting to, I think preseason games could be interesting, uh, to see who is being used and who's actually showing up out there. But then, you know, you mentioned Dak Prescott. And that's the one killer. That's the one thing that we're going to see. If something were to happen to Dak again, you know, it's, Hang it up. Mike McCarthy is going to get his
0: walking papers, maybe.
1: I don't think he should if Dak gets hurt, but I know you feel a little differently about Mike's situation.
0: Whether or not he should is irrelevant, Tom. He will.
1: Yeah, and they've got to have a healthy Dak, and I think a healthy Ezekiel Elliott is going to be important this year because they're going to need a viable running threat so that the teams can't just focus on locking down the passing game. You know, they can't, we can't let teams go in and say, if we can double CD Lamb and take him out of the game, the Cowboys can't throw effectively. Uh, And again, that's, that's on Dak that's on the blocking that's on Kellen Moore. And that's on these other wide receivers stepping up. So You know, these are all things that that worry me
0: on offense. So I give you as we step to the other side of the ball, uh, I give you the twofers on the offensive line. I think there's less of a problem than most people are giving for the wide receiver, not only because of what I think of the talent that is already there and the quality of the quarterback getting them the football, but also for reasons I've stated to you before, right? Like I think one of the better pass catchers that's available is a guy we don't ever talk about amongst that core. And that's Dalton Schultz, right? Because he's a tight end. So I think he'll alleviate some of that pressure, but as far as the health of Zeke is concerned, I am wondering if fans and God, I don't want to, I don't want to say this in any way, shape or form to wish it on the man. Right. I want to be clear on that, but if Zeke is going to get hurt, just get hurt enough to where he cannot play at all. Now that I'm not yeah. saying for the rest of the season, but if he's going to be out, make sure it's that he's missing games to make sure he's back and a hundred percent healthy, because I don't want this team to force a sprained ACL Zeke out there when they have a perfectly capable backup in Tony Pollard, who quite frankly, being on a franchise, excuse me, being on a contract year, should kind of be run into the ground quite, quite honestly, right. Yeah. From a value standpoint, there's not a better value at that position or really maybe any, well, not anywhere on the field. Cause it is still the running back position, but at that position, <laughs> there's not a better value than Tony Pollard on this roster.
1: Yeah. And um again, how are the, how is he going to be used? You know, Kellen Moore's going to have to get a lot of things right. And, just like with these other problems, you know, he can't afford to mess up too many things. You know, you've only got seventeen games in the regular season. You can't ask for Mulligans too many times. It's just, you know, it's just not going to work you out.
0: Know. No, there's going to be a lot on Kellen Moore's plate. But again, if I if that's all in place, I feel like Dak and the wide receiver group can get it done. So again, uh, in my opinion, I can see two of the four. I only concede two. Yeah, I'm not as worried about the health of Zach because really the health of Dak is always in in play, right? The health well, of I, Zeke I'm not too concerned about, but the health of Dak is always in play because if he gets hurt, they're done.
1: Yeah, and, and I am fervently hoping that doesn't
0: happen. Of course not.
1: You know, and and. Uh, and that's with the fact that I think that Cooper Rush is actually pretty good as a backup quarterback. I just don't want to find out how good he actually yep. is. <laughs> you know, let him, game, let him have game. Let him have let him let him have game
0: seventeen to start his stuff.
1: You know, win enough games that they're locked in on the playoffs.
0: That was a prediction, Tom. That was a hype prediction. Uh,
1: I said that's what I want. I'm not predicting
0: it's going to happen. There he goes. Love it. All now, right, go take us to the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah. Defense the problem is the Cowboys saw they saw a phenomenal rookie season from Michael Parsons. Now, Parsons is one player who I think there's there's every reason to be optimistic that he's just going to get better because he played on a hyperextended knee last year. He's Came in, and, and if he was that good as a rookie, think what he's going to be like after a year's experience. You know, He should be uh, just as much of a force. I, I don't know how much higher a ceiling could go. He was that good last year. The problem is that wasn't the only just over-the-top performance they had. The big example is Trayvon Diggs. In his second year, he had what I will predict is going to be his best season ever intercepting the ball. Because no one had intercepted the, a football 11 times since the 1980s in the National Football League. No one. So he set, you know, had kind of a record breaking year. And by the way, he got those in the first 16 games of the season. So the last. The fact it was a 17 game season didn't really make that less noteworthy. It's almost impossible that he's going to be back at that level. And takeaways drove what defensive success the Cowboys had. You know, Diggs could very well be certainly in the leaders, the top five in interceptions, and only have five. I mean, it wasn't just two or three years ago. The league leader had six. Takeaways are one of those things that are very much affected by chance. You know, the ball wobbles a little bit differently coming off somebody's fingertips and everything gets picked. Otherwise it falls to the ground. A lot of things like that can happen. The Cowboys led the league in takeaways and they're not going to repeat that. Because defensive performance varies so much year to year. And there's a thing they call regression to the mean, which is much more a factor on defense than it is to off, than offense. It means you have a really outstanding performance or a really dismal performance one year. The next year, you're going to be a lot closer to an average performance. And the Cowboys' defense looked good only because it had so many take. Their run defense was at times suspect. And as we've all heard endlessly from fans of the Eagles and and the Commanders, the Giants, uh, Trayvon Diggs, when he wasn't intercepting the ball, he was giving up a thousand yards a game, you know, uh, which is vastly overstated. But they. Regression to the
0: mean. Regression to the mean, Tom.
1: Yeah. So they have to improve (laughs) in the more basic parts. Yeah. Go ahead, mommy. Go ahead. It
0: should be better. Look, no, I, I mean that seriously. Right on that, on that front, like, and I completely agree with you. There's no way he's getting 11 interceptions again next season. And the Cowboys need to understand that. Right. But he can play better defensively than he did in coverage last year. And I'm not saying that's going to erase the interceptions. It won't, won't make that same kind of impact. Um, yeah. I agree with you in general. That this is this is problematic for the Cowboys. But I, I did mean, just want to say I think Trayvon can be better in coverage and improve in that area in his second year. Like he does have room mean, to only, in that area.
1: And not run away with the interception lead, Yes, you know. And, and not and, run away with so,
0: interceptions, right? Not be as hyped of a cornerback.
1: That and that becomes the question of is the improvement in the rest of the things enough to offset the fact that they just cannot be expected to have as many takeaways. And there's another guy that's kind of in, in the thing here. And that's J Ron curse, uh, which I didn't get to mention, uh, when I wrote it up, but he might've been another guy who had his all time career best year last season. Now, given the way they were using him and everything, I think he is going to see less fall off, you know, because he he led the the team in tackles. And it's not unusual for a player to come in and lead a team in tackles for two or three years in a row. But the Cowboys had some really outstanding performances. And, you know, are we going to see, other players step up, the odds are not great that people are going to have years like Parsons and Diggs and curse had.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I think everyone's, ex, you know, I really think Sam Williams has a lot in his game that will translate. It's just, once again, he's a rookie and, and, It may take him a little while to develop that. Uh, I do think at some point he may make us not miss Randy Gregory at all, but Mm. I'm not saying he's going to do that this year. It may be another year or two down there, down the way. And as I was saying, when things go wrong, it's up to the coaching staff to figure out how are they going to work around this. I'm not real. I don't have a lot of faith that the Cowboys are good, really good at that. Um, I don't know whether they just have too much of a dedication to their system, which you know we were hoping we were going to get away from uh, when Jason Garrett lost left, but we really haven't seen that. They still seem to think sometimes they're going to go out and they're going to play the game their way, no matter what has changed. Like somebody got hurt or somebody isn't playing the way they thought. So I just am, I think we need to, to, to wait and see and be prepared for things to not go so well. Um, are they still in contention in the NFC East. Yes. That's because the other teams have a big ward at quarterback. Um, uh, you know, people may have hope that Carson Wentz is going to come in and solve the issue for the commanders. I think we know what Wentz is now. And I think the commanders are going to find out. Um, I think Daniel Jones, who knows if he's going to get it all put together and you know, Jalen Hurts just you know, I, he may develop into something. I just, I, I, I haven't seen the evidence that's going to happen. And if you've got the best quarterback in the division and some talent around him, then you can go a long ways, but I just don't think this is going to be an easy run. Uh, I think it's, it could be a more exciting year uh, because I don't think we're not likely to see as many blowouts and uh, or just maybe we won't see the Cowboys just fall on their face the way they inexplicably did a few times last season. Mm-hmm. I think we're likely to see a team that's going to be playing a lot more close games. And that's always a little bit of a 50, 50 proposition. So, uh, I just, I want, to, I want people to go in and learn to root for your team without just taking their, either the best thing in the world or their garbage, because that ain't how football really works. And the Cowboys still have a chance. to to maybe prove something, but I think if they do, it's going to be because we see a team that grows an awful lot from week one to week 18.
0: Well, it's something that we are going to have you covered on from beginning to end as training camp gets started out in Oxnard starting a week from today. Of course, some announcements to make here blogging the boys YouTube channel firing back up starting next Tuesday. Vlogging the Boys Roundtable gets kicked off at 7 p.m. Central Time on the YouTube channel. So make sure you go over there and hit that subscribe button. You'll see our man Tom Ryle in the flesh on that one. you get to check out his cool background. You don't get to see it when we do the podcast, but I get to see it. And I can tell you, it is spectacular. It's worth <laughs> it. It's worth checking out. Uh, one other guy I just would mention while we still got a little bit of time time left, Tom, just from an optimistic standpoint, right? Because I know you making mention Micah Parsons and the defense and all those things, but one guy that I am like quietly optimistic about having a bounce back season, and it I wouldn't even say he had a down year last year. I would just say it was a bit of a forgotten year. Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence is for the first time since. 2018 and for those that don't remember that was the last time he had a double digit sack season for the first time since 2018 demarcus lawrence is going to be lining up opposite someone who is better than he is as a pass rusher arguably and for that reason i think offensive coordinators they're going to focus on doing things to stop micah parsons and that means for the first time in perhaps he can remember DeMarcus Lawrence is going to get a lot of one-on-ones this season. And if that happens, you could be looking at back to a double digit sack season and maybe some of those turnovers that you're looking for start to come around in the form of, you know, forced fumbles, sacks, et cetera. Right. Those are game changers yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's a bad take on it at all in, in the aspect that, uh, Lawrence is very good he just he does things that don't show up on the the stat sheet as well he oh, yeah. creates disruption pressure hurried passes and things like that but yeah if if Parsons is lining up on passing downs as a I, I think you're right Lawrence could have a a better chance of getting through and if the Cowboys come up with another guy so that they could put together something like a NASCAR package. Yeah, that could, that could make a difference. And we could finally have everybody seeing what some of us see in DeMarcus Lawrence. He's, he is one of the most disrespected and undervalued players on the team.
0: Yeah. I think the smart, Fans do recognize, though, what he brings to the table and have recognized what he's brought to the table to the Cowboys for the last couple of years. But remember, again, I mean, he only played seven games last year. So it can be, understandably, hard to remember just how great he has been. So, again, YouTube channel, Blogging the Boys. Go check that out. Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Blogging the Boys Roundtable, anchored by our man, R.J. Ochoa. We'll have another episode for you to kick off training camp next thursday right cowboys in oxnard we'll have all the breakdowns for you and a couple of thoughts to get you riled up right stay riled up on the dallas cowboys we'll see you next week